Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. It's my grandfather's. Come on, start the show. I'm stealing Doug's grandfather's shell. Honest to God, the only thing I ever found my grandfather was like an empty wine bottle. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Anyway, it is time for Car Selling Secrets with... Doug Sprinthal and special guest... Tiffany Norton. And Andy Brad Bernard. Wonderful. We'll be right back. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For- <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Is that Robin Trower? No, it's me. It's Oh, that's right. We talked about you stealing Robin Trower's riffs again. It's a Robin Trower tune. We I covered love it. Robin we just I brought so in Sarah's music and mine so we don't get kicked off YouTube for copyright infringement. Can I sing two yeah, words like below? Sure. Come on, let's. We got to play that sometime, and I'll sing it. Okay. okay that guy's. I think he's dead, but he's a great singer. The bass player was a singer in that band. It was uh, James. What the hell was his name? James. Anyway, let's not yeah, ignore our guest. No, let's ignore Tiffany. Okay. She's out of the mix. <laughs> Forget it. We're talking Robin Trower. You're out. It's just how it is. Welcome to episode 53, surprisingly long run of Car Selling Secret episodes. Tiffany Norton is our guest today. You got a wild career, radio, TV, comedian. You have a degree in law enforcement. Before we get started with all that, the tradition is you have to tell us the story of the very first car you owned. Okay. Or was given to by your parents. I think that you will remember this car, but they don't make them anymore. I had a 1979 Datsun 280ZX. Oh, two plus wow. Two, oh, With well. a straight six. I love that car. Straight six? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what they had on them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. I thought I'd drop a little engine knowledge no, on you. No, that's, that's totally groovy. <laughs> was it a stick shift or an automatic? It was an automatic, yeah, okay, and uh, my dad bought that, it as we're kind done. of... Yeah, well, it was a midlife crisis car for my dad, and then I got to drive the, the extra one. Cut. But it plowed the streets for us. That thing was so low. You were the only the second person whose first car was cool. So we would have been doing this, and everybody else starts out with just shit boxes and $10 <laughs> cars. You and Tom's daughter. Tom goes, well, let's see, what was my first car? Oh, it was the Jaguar. (laughs) So any untimely events happen in the 280Z? What are you laughing about? You got the same thing. A Dodge Durango? Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty nice. It's not bad, but it's not a cool car. But it's not a $500 shitbox. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tiffany, you can tell people to go F themselves on this show if you want. I didn't know that. That's great. (laughs) I'm going to hold that card. Yeah, they hold just it. hold the card. Yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. We're not actually hooked up to the internet. This is, we're all paid therapists for Yeah, time. exactly. Oh, good. For yeah. me, yes. It, well, I need one, believe me. I need three. It's true. 
So where do we start with you? Do you want to talk? I, I was surprised to learn. I'll tell all the, the uh, listeners that um, Tiffany and I met each other a couple years ago uh, over to competitors, and we just kind of talked casually in the hall, knew some people in common, and then we got to be Facebook friends. And the more I, I learned about her, it's just like, this woman is really interesting and would make a great guest. But one of the, my recent surprises is that you have a degree in law enforcement from Mankato State. It's true. But you're currently woman. not a cop. No, I so never. So what the I, hell happened? I never actually became a law enforcement officer, but I got that degree because my theory was I was going to go to law school. Right. And they didn't have, I mean, you get a degree in pre-law, what do you do with that? And yeah. I just thought it was more practical to get a law enforcement degree and prep for my LSATs and all that stuff. And then I just never got there. I just, I as I got out of the field, I was like, God, do I really want to go to law school or am I really just doing this so my dad loves me? And See. mostly it was number two. I really just wanted my dad to love me. Well, he so. gave you. Because he was mid- an attorney. So, he or gave is. you the midlife crisis car. I mean, that's some token of affection. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. I got to drive it on the weekends I was at his house because my parents were divorced. So I couldn't take it. Wait a minute. Somebody's parents got divorced? How'd that ever happen? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Never heard of that. Somebody in radio from divorced parents. Really? <laughs> That's really hard to believe. Um, I do have to ask you this right up front to get it out of the way. Do you have any brothers? I have one brother, yes. And how old's your brother? He just turned 40 this year. Okay, so because I used to lift weights with a guy named Norton. Okay. One of the biggest, strongest human beings I ever met. So I, I, did, I was going to judge how nice I had to be with to you based on if that was your brother. <laughs> well, you probably should be nice to me anyway, though, because uh, he is ex-military and he's... Uh, and, so I should uh, be. Yes, yeah, I and... Uh, also, paranoid schizophrenic, so, like... Oh, hey, boy. are we related? We could be. Divorce, paranoid schizophrenic, my father was. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah. yeah, well, we didn't... They didn't diagnose him. There was always something going on, but we didn't know what. Did he until see stuff? He used to, when he was a kid, he would just, yeah. he would just talk, he would talk to himself, oh, and he had yeah. all these voices and all these different sounds and stuff, and he would just walk into his room, and he'd be in his crib, and he'd just be delighted. He'd just be having a whole course of conversations with yep. people. Yep, yep. Yep. That's amazing. But no one ever fine. thought to say anything about it. Don't worry about a thing. We'll be fine. Well, they usually, I mean... Although, to be fair, Alex talked to the Spice Girls all the time. When she was <laughs> <laughs> They're my daughter. Okay. His, his younger sister. Mm-hmm. Andy's younger sister. And they yes. usually don't diagnose schizophrenia. The earliest is That's usually the teenage. It's yeah, usually it's a post-puberty thing. Yep, it is. Yeah, he was actually in the service when he got diagnosed. Really? So he was already in. So he's out on disability. He's on 100% disability. So is he okay? I mean, is he medicated at all? Yeah. I mean, he's been through a lot mm-hmm. of different programs and regiments and treatment and right. lockup and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he seems to have found a decent path for Good. himself right now. Well, and I'm glad to hear that. That's yeah. a tough road to hoe. Yeah. Yeah. So do you love your mother? I do. Okay, good. Now we're locked. See, that's three things. That's three strikes right there. Three Andy, beat. why don't you and I just go grab a beer? We'll be back in 45 minutes. No, I mean, seriously. Tom and Tiffany Get show. Get in the family. Yep. I get Divorce it. in the family. Yep. And she loves her mother, yep. which I adored my mother. So that's three, man. That's all. That's all I need. That's everything. You must be related. <laughs> yeah, we pro- probably are. Where did you grow up? Uh, mostly St. Paul and oh, uh, that side of town. I was born in St. Paul. And then uh, when I was a kid, we moved to Washington, D.C. My dad was working for the uh, Securities Exchange Commission oh, yeah. for the government for about seven years. So we lived down there in Woodbridge, Virginia. And then we moved back because he thought Virginia was too hot. 
It, it, it the does, weather? It yeah. does suck in the summer. Oh, because of the awful. humidity? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the reason they call it drain the swamp isn't because of all the legislators. <laughs> it's because they built D.C. Literally on a swamp. A swamp. Yeah, it is, yeah. Well, there is that. Mm -hmm. It is true. Are they really thinking of changing the name of Washington, D.C.? You were the really person that told me. I didn't that hear that. that. Apparently, they don't want Washington's name on anything anymore. That's ugh, whatever. How about uh, Washington Car George Washington Carver? Just name it. Washington Carver, D.C. How about that? What are they going to change it to? SpongeBob, D.C.? Well, that's about all it's left. No, wait. No, well, he's gay now, so that would Pe help. Peppa SpongeBob's Pig, gay? Oh, you didn't? Yeah, it just came out like two days ago. That can't SpongeBob be. SpongeBob came out. Is I think, isn't SpongeBob more non binary than gay? I think, yeah. Well, you would think. He's so childish that it doesn't really come into the equation. Got a sponge with a wiener. Yeah, that's the other thing is, yeah, he's a sponge. So, <laughs> yeah. so you know, he is a sponge. So, this isn't right. It, it, he didn't come out, right? That cannot be real. I'll look it up. They just decided, I yeah. believe, on Monday or Tuesday oh, that SpongeBob Nickelodeon, is, uh, I think, is gay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Nickelodeon. Yeah, they... What do you got, Andy? Why are you rubbing your head, Doc? I have an ice cream head. Because <laughs> he's been with me for an hour and a half I mean, I'm now. I'm pretty progressive, but at some point, you have to have, like, a stop sign. Well, Tiffany will go home, and they'll go, what? Tiffany, why are you rubbing your head? Well, I was with Tom for, like, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody does that after it's over. What'd you find out? Uh, they tweeted a rainbow-tinted picture of SpongeBob. Yeah, but there's a whole discussion about how he's gay. Well, they acknowledge that he's gay. I think people have been having that discussion for about 20 years. I know. But Is he going out with Tinky Winky from the Teletubbies? Oh, is that the one with, Remember the, that? with the triangle? With the triangle on his head? Yeah, uh -huh. I think that was Pat was Robertson that determined that, that he was oh, homosexual. Pat Robertson, Jesus. Why would you care if a sponge was gay? I don't I mean, care. Think, why would anyone care? <laughs> oh, that sponge is gay. Good. You're Good sufficiently pathetic, I suppose. I guess. I don't know. It just, that whole thing amazes me. I am very concerned about what you're doing with your genitalia. What? Why do you care? I, and whatever. Anyway, back to the fun with Dougie. Yeah, that's, I, I have, see, so tell us about your stand-up career. How did you get started? When did you start? What did you do? Okay. Your biggest disasters. Your oh, God. highest victories. <laughs> you know, the whole spiel, spiel. The highest victory I'm probably still waiting on. Uh, no, I started, I started uh, during the uh, real estate recession. So after... I graduated, didn't go to law school, founded my, found myself uh, doing mortgage banking for a long time and worked for uh, TCF. I can't and see you as a mortgage banker. I worked huh? for TCF. Did you really? Which, yeah. uh, which division? Uh, I was just a teller over in uh, okay. Crystal. So you're okay. vice okay. president? Now it's all the tellers okay. are vice presidents in the banking industry. Yeah. It's my weird. old manager, when we had to collect on people, because I worked at the finance company, I worked, I worked, I did some really... Shady stuff. Bad loans, <laughs> like really high interest rate loans. But mm -hmm. everybody's uh, business card said manager because he didn't want to be bothered all the time whenever people would call it man, want to talk to the manager. So he just made everybody manager. Uh, every, that makes sense. Yeah. Hi, my name's Karen. Was Bill Cooper's idea? I don't know if it was Bill Cooper's idea. You Probably know, I never, met, I never met Mr. I never, Cooper never when I him. when I uh, worked for him, no. Bill was an interesting area. He was a Detroit cop. Did you know that? No. Yeah, Bill Cooper started as a Detroit cop. And no then way. Moved. Yeah, he did. Wow. I knew Bill really well as a Speaking of cops, Officer Dave says you made the right choice not going into law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Officer Dave. He's an actual officer that has been on the show before. Okay. Uh, and Western one, suburbs. You do not want to piss off Officer Dave because he's about, what, 6'6"? 6'6", six, 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 probably about 280, and he's yeah. on keto. <gasps> Always on keto too, because yeah. that just really amps the anger up, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, on keto. Do. That's exactly. Those right, are guys too. that can rip phone, bark, phone right. books apart. Mm -hmm. The, well, the keto guys. Strength. It's 
You know, some people are 280, and the, the, you know, you, they couldn't beat you to, to the front door. But. Yeah. <laughs> right. 280 can mean a lot of things. Um, not in Officer Dave's case. There's not a whole lot of fat no. on that body. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. But uh, stand-up, I started, uh, the, the market fell apart, and so I, I'd always wanted to do stand-up, and I'd been writing jokes in a little notebook since college, and I was like, but I always thought that was like a special thing, like someone told you you're supposed to be a comedian, or like, I, don't, yeah. I didn't know how yeah. any of that worked, so I just signed up for my first open mic I did in 2003 at Knuckleheads at the Mall of America, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And then it closed. I'm not saying it's my fault, but no, it's Mordahl's fault. The next yeah, it's day, Mordahl's. They it's, Dave's. it's Dave's fault. I, I used to. I've opened for Dave a bunch of times. Well, that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah back excellent. In, back in the day, we had to do a boat. We did a we did a river boat cruise, and I had a horrible set, and everybody's like eating spinach and it's in their teeth, and they're looking at me, right? And I'm just bombing, oh. and I don't realize that my microphone is also miking the other decks of the boat. And it's being like broadcast out on the water, oh so like people God. like no frame of reference. Like, where is this voice coming from? <laughs> what is happening? And I was just eating it. And then, uh, and Dave was out of the room, presumably smoking. And uh, yeah, presumably you know, not, not Dave Bourne. Uh, yeah. uh, smoking. Yep. And he was outside, and he came back in, and I go, "Oh, thank God you weren't in here to to hear that." And he's like, "Oh, I heard it." <laughs> We all heard it. <laughs> we all heard it. That has to be the most painful thing in the world, oh, I would think. It was so bad. I've played in bands, and every once in a while you get that. But you're never you're in a band, so it's like shared pain. Right. It's not solo pain. No. Nope. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, before we go to break, we have a quick uh, quick correction. Six four three hundred. Oh, okay. Six uh, four three hundred. Officer Tiny. Yep. You better cut back on the chow a little bit right. there. But... <laughs> Stop eating those community donuts. <laughs> yeah, those community donuts. Six, four, three hundred. Yep. And I'm not kidding you. His biceps are like almost world They're bigger record. than mine, if you can believe yeah, that. Yeah, no, bigger than Doug. Wow. Really wow. <laughs> we'll be right back after the short break. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. 
and let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Oh, don't use that. That's the COVID spray. <laughs> oh, I sprayed the wrong one. That's right. Yes, you actually put you COVID now have on your hand. I still don't know anyone. Well, I talked to a guy today, a friend of Ray Eric's. I don't know anyone other than one guy in Boston who had it in January, but he didn't know it was COVID when he had it. He right. was actually on a respirator too. Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. He was on. He was in ICU. Uh, he was okay. on a respirator. Oh. But then he found that it was COVID. It's very different. I still I don't know anyone other than him who's had COVID. Why is that? I, I know someone who just got diagnosed this week. Oh, you did? And I already went and had my test, which was really easy. Have you had your test? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's super easy. You just drive in. Right, right. And they just swab your nose and you're done. See, I'd like to get the one to find out if you had it. I had this really weird four days in yeah, February or March. It's a blood draw test, I think. Where I had the sweats for a day, and then three days in a row in the middle of the night, I couldn't breathe because it felt like somebody was punching me in the back. Yeah. And then might it went away. It. It, it might be, be it. or I'm just a hypochondriac, and it's something. Well, that too. You might also want to get your heart checked. Well, it's. Just saying. Or are you in a safe place? Is your wife beating you? <clears throat> She's really baby. little. She verbally assaults me. But... All of your oh, buddies. Yep. All of your pals <laughs> in one picture. The Mooner. Which we do have a talk and text line if anybody has anything in their mind. 561. That's not, I didn't say it wrong. That's a Florida number. So mm-hmm. It's not 651. 561 228 4061. It is kind of an unfortunate coincidence that the. Uh, 651 and 561. It's 651 and 561. Yeah, it is true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. Five six one two two eight four zero six one. If you have any comments, is Moon, Moon's back? Isn't he? Yeah. He unretired. I talked to him. No, 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 no. no. He, no he, was, he, he does the, your dad thing. He goes down to Florida in the winter now. But I talked to him three weeks ago. I guess it was. Uh, yeah, I talked to him last night actually. Oh, oh did, did you? you? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're running from the cold, that's you know. You can be here right now. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. well, since it's 92 degrees <laughs> exactly. yesterday, you probably yeah. can show up now. Yeah. There's not a lot of cold to run from right now. Those din- We go to dinner with, with Moon once in a while, and it's just phenomenal. Isn't he time. just the best? The great guy. There's He's stories really just guy. for days. Oh, yeah, for he's got a days. lot of stories. And his wife's far too good for him. Oh, I know, Pete. Just like the rest of us. Cynthia's really cool. <clears throat> yeah, she is. Great. Really, really nice. But he's probably... Other than Tom, the most positive person I've ever met in my life. I am I mean, very positive. With all of his health problems and stuff, oh, yeah. and he's just smiling and telling jokes and laughing. It's like, hey. I'd be over in the corner weeping yeah. softly. What does he have? MS. Oh. And yeah, cancer. That's... And cancer, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's not he a fun combo. Indeed. Other than that, it's fine. No, I guess it depends on the kind of cancer. My uncle has, he's had cancer for like 15 years, and it, you know, CLL, it doesn't really, you know, do a whole lot. Unless you ignore it. And then there was another joke that Doug was going to tell. <laughs> no, I, it all works out in the end. So, um, tell us about the bitter baker. Oh, okay. I mean, I know what it is, but okay. not everybody does. This is a, your opportunity to pitch your deal. <laughs> yes, that's right. And I watched um, a couple episodes. It's really funny. Oh, good. I'm glad yeah. you liked it. Um, it's a sketch comedy series, basically. Um, I am the bitter baker. And it, the idea came, I have a friend who used to direct for the Food Network, and I really like cooking. And I was, we were just having happy hour, kind of toying with the idea of 
how can we take a, a, a baking show and kind of turn it on its head? Because what are all these cooking shows? It's like, oh, my wonderful family and this wonderful event and right. all of my fancy friends and da 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 da. And it's like, no, I'm usually just baking to like manipulate people into liking <laughs> me and like allowing it. it to be permissible for me to not be quite as good of a person because I can cook. <laughs> Which is kind of how my... Well, I have a, I have a related question. Because okay. I love to cook, too, but mm-hmm. I'm currently sick of my own cooking right now. Yeah, just, that it's happens. Enough's enough. That anyway, happens. I, yeah. it's good to know I'm not alone. Go ahead. C- carry on. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's basically it. So they're three-minute videos, and I actually, to answer the questions, I actually do bake them. I actually do cook. There's no... It's just me and my director. But, uh, yeah, it just started out as kind of a fun thing, and people are starting to get into it. So, yeah. Now, you worked on the Jason show, didn't you? I have. Uh, I didn't work on the Jason show, but I've uh, been on his show several times. A friend of mine is a uh, cameraman for you. Do you know Eric Sturm? I think I do. Tall, red-headed guy, completely insane. What's his last name? Sturm. Sturm. With Maybe. M? Yeah. Boy, he missed it by one letter. Mm-hmm. What? The T instead of a P? Eric Sperm is oh. it? Yeah. You, did, you didn't even no, notice I, that. No, I didn't get it. I just I, oh my, my coffee God. makers. I'm cleaning it today, so I didn't have any. I'm a little slow on the uptake. No, he was our. I what met him. Doze off. He was our creative director for a little while and came up with these hysterical Sturm? commercials that we could never run. Why not? Because they chance. were crazy. They oh, were. They were nuts. Yep. You met him once. It was when Sue Lin was our marketing director. Mm-hmm. I think you met yeah, her. Yeah. And w- when when they said, hey, we want to get on the podcast. Yep. So I think you, you met him once at yep, the old I studios remember, eight yep. years ago. But anyway, he knows. Eight years ago. Already. Yeah. Good God. Whoever thought that your podcast was going to go that long? Yeah, I mean, think about it. I thought it would be like eight days. And I go, oh, we gave it a try. So it all worked out in the end. You should, you should have seen the first ones because it's him and Don Shelby. Oh, Don Shelby. Okay, here's, okay. you be me and I'll be Don Shelby. And this is what Don really did. It's a true story. So you be me and I'll be Don. So, Don, uh, tell us about Mark Twain. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> what? He, he, he dropped the F-bomb. the F-bomb constantly. Constantly. The freedom Don Shelby? All the time. No. The freedom oh, yeah. of being able to say we what he wanted. Don oh, F. my God. Shelby. He's like, I've been holding this in my whole TV <laughs> oh, career. I'm just going to lay it out. There was a guy out. that worked That's for us true. named uh, Jack Robinson who loved the podcast, and he was a huge Don Shelby and Tom fan. And, and uh, I said, Don, there's this guy who listens to you all the time. Every time I go back to the office, he's talking about what's on the podcast. His name's uh, uh, Jack Robinson. We call him Big Jack. Could you do a, a, like a birthday greeting for him? And he goes, oh. okay. And he goes, oh. Big Jack. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck gave yourself it to was his catchphrase. His catchphrase. He loved it so much that was his <laughs> that was his ringtone. So I want his, that. I when want his phone would ring. It was like. Go fuck yourself. Go I fuck want yourself. that. I want that. I want Don Shelby to tell me yes, to go fuck myself. Exactly. <laughs> I really do. Don was great to work with. I really like him a lot. He's an amazing it was, guy. The, the first time that I was in the studio with him, um, the, the walls or commercials were a little bit different than I know. I was talking about something, and he started asking me questions because he's kind of an environmentalist, and he's right. talking about all this stuff. And, and I just staring at him, and then I realized... Hmm, I'm supposed to talk. I'm not watching TV. This is so weird. Yeah, I it's suppose. Like, yeah. You know, you're thinking, yeah. next, he's going to do the weather. Anyway. Right. My friend started a Twitter account just dedicated to his hair. <laughs> got good hair. Yeah. And he also had his own 
own uh, tie for his boat for his neckties, the the Shelby knot. Oh, oh I yeah, the Shelby that. knot. Oh yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Yeah, the Shelby knot. He had his own knot. It showed up in like GQ. <laughs> it did. I'm not kidding you. Shelby's a piece of work. Very, very smart guy. He is a smart yeah. guy. That is the one thing I will tell you that I, you know, Tiffany, I, you would understand. Well, everybody here would understand this. Uh, when I first started 35 years ago at KQ, and I'd been, you know, I started at Hubbard 50 years ago, right? Almost 50 years ago. But over the years, you know, first you, you know, Shelby retires, and then, you know, Mark Rose in the situation, and I, all those people just kind of, Bud Crailing was still there. I was, it was phenomenal. But it, uh, all those people are not around anymore, and it's really weird. And I don't know any TV people anymore other than, well, I know Mike Max and, and Frank and Amelia, but that's about it. Chris Eggert over Channel 5. Chris yep. is a friend. He's a cool dude. But, yeah, he's a great guy. You know, guy with, doesn't have a leg to stand on, but... Oh, wow. You had to throw okay. it out there. You had to, didn't you? <laughs> Explain he, the joke for people that might not know. Well, Chris has talked about it on this show and the morning yeah. show quite often, that he, he lost a leg to infection. Yeah. And he is... One, he was one hell of an athlete. He probably still is one hell of an athlete, as a matter of fact. Can't go to his left, though. <clears throat> Can't go to his left at all. He's got, no, he's got no shot going to his left. <laughs> one of the runners is busted. But you want to meet a nice guy. Chris Eggert is about as nice a guy yeah. as, you ever, as you ever want to run across. No and, doubt about it. And he's he's really lovely in the halls. Not You know what I mean? Like yeah. He doesn't have to yep. be nice to me. Yeah. You know, he's, no, he's a you great know, guy. Yeah. And very dreamy blue eyes. Yeah, say. he's a handsome devil. Yep. No doubt about that. There's no question about that. Dreamy blue eyes. He does. Dreamy Chris Eggert. I hope you're listening, Chris, you prick. <laughs> oh, you've got dreamy blue eyes. <laughs> well, it's he not just me know. saying that. The guys in the hall say it, too. <laughs> yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's like a tractor yeah. beam, that man. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I met uh, Alex Kendall a couple of times oh, years yeah, ago, Alex and she's super got cool. the same <gasps> eyes, too. It's like... God, oh. is she gorgeous. Yeah. She posted a picture of like when she graduated from high school, and I'm like, Damn. Yeah. What a smoke show. Yeah, but the only problem is she dated Lastman, for Christ's sake. Nice she choices. went out with Lastman? Nice choices. Oh, my God. What the hell are you thinking? How'd he mess that up? <laughs> it's Lastman. <laughs> <laughs> That's the no, he, man, that guy, you want to talk about dating attractive women, he was pretty good at that. No doubt about it. I'm just not going to say a word. <laughs> what? Nothing. What? How do you pull that off? If, never, never mind. I, I like John. Who knows? He's listening. He's probably scraping my car right now. <laughs> He's at the parking lot, jacking your car up with a pair of scissors. It's all true. Can I ask a serious question? Sure. This is back to law enforcement. Okay. What's your take on all this craziness that's happened in Minneapolis and defunding the police and you know what the real issues are? Sorry to I mean, get serious. Yeah. No way I can alienate people this way. Yeah, <laughs> um, You know, it's really, and I have given it a lot of thought. I'm sure and, you um, On one hand, I think we're taxing our police with too many things. They end up being the enforcers yep. of what doesn't get handled. Homelessness, mental illness. Like I said earlier, my brother is mentally ill. Had he not been on a military pension... Mm-hmm. He'd be in tough shape. He would be in he'd tough be shape, and it'd be very, it'd be, it, very possibly, yeah. very possibly, if he could not live with family members or find some way to take care of them. So, I think 
a real conversation has to start about how do we do that. Um, but homelessness it is so much more expensive to not deal with it. The average alcoholic, and this is a book I read maybe 10 years ago, but the average alcoholic who's chronic and on the streets will cause a local ER up to $1.5 million per year because they are prone to falls. Yeah. And when you have a fall and you don't know what's wrong and someone's unconscious, what do you do? They, they go through the whole litany of tests and this and that and the other thing. So, like in St. Paul, they've developed a, dr- a wet house where there are people that are chronic and they can and they can they can imbibe, but it's like they check it in and and there's a procedure to it. But we can't we can't keep taxing the police with that. And I don't know what that looks like. But when I hear defund, I was immediately like, well, we can't not have police. That's right. just not right. we can't not have police. But are we charging them with too much? Probably. And and we have to have some real conversations about. You know, poverty and how that can look and how to build respect within the community and for those, you know, uh, and, and to nurture relationships between those two groups because they can't be any more far apart right now. Right. I mean, being a comic in town, I have a lot of uh, friends from just different parts all over from the world, you know, and uh, I see them get treated differently. Mm-hmm. We gotta take a quick break okay. and we'll get back because I wanna talk more about this. There's only one good. more segment. This day flew by. I know. Man. We'll be right back after this exciting announcement from one of our sponsors. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for thirty-six months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We are back. Walzer Automotive's Car Selling Secrets with special guest Tiffany Norton. We're talking about comedy, and now we're talking about serious stuff to just ruin what's left of her career. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes. That's right. So, I, you know, as an outsider, my take is this, and I, I, I know a lot of cops. I, I, I agree that the vast, vast majority do the right thing, and they're good people. I, I do like Chris Rock's take on it. He says yeah. it's one of those occupations where you can't have bad apples. Right. Like American Airlines can't say, most of our pilots are great. We just have a couple bad apples that like to fly into mountains. Exactly. But it seems to me, and and I'm not an insider, I don't know, but what for change to really happen, all the really great cops have to put the finger on the ones that aren't. And if that doesn't happen, I think we're totally effed. If they, well, that's just it. They've been allowed to keep themselves accountable, and this is where we've gotten. Yeah. And I, I think a national database, and it's just like anything. I mean, how many times, 
I mean, other than radio, there's not a lot of professions where you can get you can get written up a bunch of times, fired a bunch of times, rehired a bunch oh, of times. Oh, car sales. Right. Oh, car sales. Yeah. Well, I guess. Oh, kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah, salespeople. Yeah, oh, yeah. People. yeah right. you're right. Cars, yeah, so. you're right. Good point. There's probably a lot of professions <laughs> like that, actually. Yeah. Brain surgeon isn't one, though. No. You get written up a couple times, you're pretty much done. No, but there has to be accountability because generally speaking, it's like it's a couple of people, but they have... They, what I saw when I saw that video, which, I mean, we've all seen, and it's gut-wrenching, but it's not uncommon when you've got someone who's new to the force to defer to whoever right. is the perceived I mean, a leader. Of command, like the military, Abs- right? Absolutely. And you start engaging in groupthink. And, but I, what, what scares me is that there's very much in a lot of these police departments, not all of them, but there's an us versus them. And how can we get beyond that? Because it's we. It is we. Yeah. It can't. It can't continue like this. I mean, well, when the media is literally saying it's us versus them, yeah. you can't blame them for fostering that kind of mentality, as toxic as it is. You know. Yeah. A lot of people are literally saying it's us versus them, war with the police. Yeah. And then they wonder why the police have an us versus them mentality, because everyone does. It's just more dangerous when certain people have that mentality. But yeah, you can't blame people to you know, in war. Yes, it's us versus them. That's how it is. True. I'll, I'll explain it this way, too. Um, I've, I've been having a lot of these conversations with friends of mine that are very conservative and all that stuff. But um, I have a dear friend. Do you know Shannon Paul? Comedian Shannon Paul? Uh, I, I don't know them, but... <clears throat> I think she maybe... I'm not sure if she's done this show. I think she has. I think she I think, has, I think right? she has, absolutely. So not to, not to co-op Shannon's story, but Shannon is African-American. Shannon has a young son. She and I are very good friends. We've been besties for like 12 years. When the... Um, caretaker for that autistic man in Florida was killed in Miami about four years ago. Uh, If you don't know the story, this man escaped from his group home. His caretaker ran out to retrieve him. And in the process, the police officer misunderstood what was happening and shot the caregiver. Right. 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 And oh, I, when he was laying on the yes, street yes. with his hands in the air. Yes, right. I do know what you're talking about. Right. And uh, she was terrified because here's the thing. Her son has autism and her son will not. Oh, yeah will not react to authority you can you can say get down you can say put your hands up you can tell him to do whatever you want Mm -hmm. he's not going to do it so after that she actually went to her local police department and made all the police officers meet her son this is my son he has autism if you encounter him or he's playing with something he's not listening to you that's why but i bring this up to my white friends and i say has that ever occurred to you that you need to do that as a mother of, of, oh, a, of a special needs kid. Probably not. No. And that, to yeah. me, is what is always... That's that's the difference, is yep. that there's a lack... They uh, the, the people of color feel like there's just not a presumption of innocence right. in any of their... That everything is nefarious. Everything right. is... Yeah, right. which we know is not true. I, I had that before I make my comment. Jerry Eaton texted me. He says, say hi to Tiffany for me. We oh. love her. Oh, I love Jerry. Hi, Jerry. So I, I had this Mills, conversation... And I'm deeply hurt. Well, listen, Jerry. Jerry, will you text Tom and no, tell him how late. fabulous he is and <laughs> what a great job he is doing it's and how everybody now. thinks he's fabulous? It's too late now. Just talk. Don't text worry about Tom. my feelings. I'll just look at my picture of Moon. There you go. So I had this conversation with a friend of mine uh, a couple months ago, and we were talking about racial profiling. And I says, you know, I kind of understand it because back when I played in bands a lot, and I was in the car business, so I'm driving home at weekends, 2.33 in the morning, usually in a late model car with dealer plates on the back. Now, to cops, that says car dealer, 
drunk, three in the morning. I got an easy. I've been pulled over eight times. Okay. Blew the, you know, and I'd always have a couple of beers, but I'd be like a .02 or, you know, it's just way, way under. And he goes, well, here's the difference, Doug. When you're sitting in the back of the squad, did you ever think that you were going to get shot? Right. I said, nope, never did. He says, that's it. Right. I said, okay, I know, I, I do kind of understand it. Now. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then it's, it's. I mean, I, I, I passed a bad 20 once that I knew was bad, you know, and it didn't occur to me that I would be murdered shot, for that, yeah. shot for that, yeah. you know. I mean, you I, passed a bad 20 on purpose? Way to go. Yep. Yep. Oh, go. Hey, you know what? That pizza's not going to buy itself in college. <laughs> pretty much true. That is pretty much true. I don't know. It's interesting to watch it all going on right now. But to me, it's fascinating. Like growing up in North Minneapolis, watching all that stuff over the years. And man, I, I do remember, and I'm very, you know, obviously won't use the entire word, but I do remember many, many years ago, several, few decades ago, I was talking about some cop friends. Tiffany, my family, my mother's family, they were either cops or criminals. There's no in. There's no middle ground. It's all you're either a cop or you're a thug. So, Sounds like Tiffany's both a counterfeiter so, and yeah. a police officer. Yeah. Are you Irish? <laughs> no, I'm everything. Well, yes, I'm a little okay. Irish, but not a lot. Okay. Scott. Scott's. Scott's. Scott. What am I, Andy? Scott is British. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Everything. Pretty much just Northwestern European. Northwestern European, and then what is it? Was it four percent African? No, it's a point oh one or point one. Point, I thought it was point four. I'm well. No, I'm point. This is two. fascinating. So you're point one. <laughs> I'm just here Wait. to tell. No, it'd be no the yeah, other you're way right. Around. No, it's point four. You're right. I'm point four. Yeah. I I want some respect. Don't be talking to a black man like that. Sorry, you blew up. Yeah. To see, anyway, it's amazing you've been me. able to pass this long. Yeah. I know. It's not you know point four percent. James know. Baldwin of Minneapolis here. <laughs> oh James Baldwin. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly right. Anyway, any more? Well, you were in the middle of a story, and then yeah, you, you said you said yeah, everybody in your as family were cops and criminals. As he attacked me, I completely <laughs> oh, forgot gotcha. what I was going to say. It, it devastated me to be attacked. By became God. the invisible man. I, yes, I became the invisible man. The English man. degree is showing. Yes, exactly. Ooh, I like that. Very good. It's a good book to read for those <laughs> who've never read it. You need some sleep. I've never seen you so laid back in my life. It's 90 degrees out. I love this time of year, actually. It is great. I do. I really it enjoy it. It absolutely is great. There's I love no that he's still it. business, though. He's got his uh, he's got his loafers on well, with his shorts. Well, I was a little late, so I just grabbed these shoes that I Are didn't have to lace up. Are you wearing loafers with shorts? Yeah. yeah. No socks, away. too. He's Miami Vice over here. I'm an Episcopalian. Out. This is where we have to dress this Get way. Get out. Get out. You're lucky you don't have a martini and no, a you Rolex. Do two Jackie Gleason that go, Norton, tell him to get out. <laughs> I think it's magnificent. You swear, you know, God, you're such an embarrassment as a friend. I know. <laughs> he just goes, I know, yes, I know. It all works out in the end. Anyway, what was I talking about? I don't know. Uh, I don't let's go either. on to Tiffany. Okay. Let's go back to Tiffany. Back She's to more Tiffany. fun. Here we go. So no, when you're you right. guys are going to get the gig again? When, is, oh. when do you think clubs are going to open up? What's the latest? Oh, that's a good I'm question. Actually, I've got a lot of friends that are musicians, and this is driving them absolutely Oh, yeah. Crazy. I know. Yeah, Most of my feet is either comedians or magicians or right. magicians or musicians. Oh, actually, magicians. a couple of magicians, too. And they too. play gigs Oof, for each other, and it's right? like, dude, none of you people have any money. What are you I doing? Know. Right. But I'm actually doing a gig. I'm driving Sunday to... Michigan. I'm doing uh, Island Casino in the UP. Oh, oh yeah. wow! Yeah. So 
And that's uh You better do some conservative humor up there. I will just pass that along. <laughs> oh, I've done this room many I've done oh, this room you? many times. If yeah. You can play Northern Minnesota, you can play the UP. It's the oh, same thing, oh, right? God. Just it's on the other side of the, the water. During yeah, the oil boom I was I was all over North Dakota, South Dakota, oh, all yeah, that stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just talk about sex more. Everybody yeah. everybody no, likes that. that. I can right. see that. Absolutely. I don't. I just talked to Paul McCurie. You know Paul you ever work with Paul McCurie? No. But Paul, I know who he is, yeah. You know him, yeah. I just talked to him yesterday, and he, uh, last night or tonight, he's at the Improv in West Palm Beach, so mm-hmm. it reopened, so that's wow. good. Yeah. Clubs and, are starting to reopen again. Yeah, locally they are, too. I'll be yeah, at the Joke good. Joint Comedy Club, or the uh, Laugh Camp, I should say, at Camp Bar in St. Paul the last weekend of the month. So, yeah, things are starting to Excellent. open up. That's good. So do they? are they 50% capacity? or Because it's indoors. Isn't it 25 Five. It's going to 50 to today, I think. Okay. I think it's today. or It's either today or next week it goes to 50. Okay. Which is, if you've ever been to an open mic, it's like, 50%? This is awesome! No, we're not. The house is packed! Yeah. All those yeah, open mics have true. really prepared us for no one being there <laughs> right. and socially distancing. <laughs> yeah, that's and if you've had a bad true. set, no one wants to come in within six feet of you anyway. That's very, so. very true. I remember that I was in college. And my girlfriend's cousin was visiting from New York, and we decided to go to Dudley Riggs back when it was on 28th and Hennepin, and it was open mic night. And her cousin was a big stoner and would just get higher than giraffes' asses on the way driving from St. Paul. And we're the only people in the audience, and the three guys up there were just terrible. Yep. But we were so high, we laughed at everything, and they thought they were great. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I actually, uh, doing an open mic, it's not there anymore. Do you remember Grumpy's on uh, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. downtown? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Is that Tony Benincasa? Did he own that? I'm not sure who owned it. I think Tony did. I'm not sure. Nice Italian boy from North Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were doing an open, I was doing an open mic there one night, and uh, I uh, did not realize that there was someone famous in the audience, and I walked Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, really? He, you walked him? I walked him. <laughs> he was in town playing Othello. Wow. And the and crew, the crew was getting mad because they kept going to like expensive restaurants, and like the rest of the actors were like, "Dude, we can't afford this. Like, where can we go? Where's a right. cheap place to drink?" Right. And so they locally they recommended Grumpy's, and yeah, I got a picture somewhere. Is it Zach Galf? I can never pronounce his name. Galifianakis. Is yeah. is it he that interviewed Ian McKellen about acting? There, there's some hysterical bit out yeah, there. It's called Le- some leaf. Oh, two between two ferns. Between yes. two ferns. That's what. Yeah, it is. I think, yeah. It, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, I think he was ferns, on there. there it was really funny. He's an interesting guy. Though, all those guys, though, that you know, the Nick Swartzons of the world, now those guys love him. Mm-hmm. They just love that guy. Yep. Swartz and that lame brain. He's down in the Keys. Somebody talking. Well, I think it was Meat Sauce that told me he's down in uh, the. Swartz is just hanging out in the Keys. Doesn't feel like working right now. Oh, boy, must be nice. Yeah, he was in town this uh, this uh, winter. I caught him a couple times. Two months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep, caught him a couple times. It's going to be nice to be back to work, though. It's uh... it is absolutely, absolutely true. That's your show, man. It flew by again. We'll have to have Tiffany back soon. Yeah, Tiffany, you got to come back soon. I would love to. We got to get you on the on the KQ Morning Show whenever you're available. That'd be wonderful. Oh, I would love to. I would love. Let me know, especially when you know the club's opening. It'll be, you know, that'd be a good thing. Well, like I said, whenever that'd be fun. You might regret that. I might just be. Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> and for the what do you mean? There's COVID nineteen. Tom told me to show up. He said I. You should be here. Damn yeah. it. No, I think it'd be great. That'd be wonderful. You should come back and do this show too. 
This is really a fun. lot more energy. He's a pain in the ass. Oh, come on. I thought I had good questions. Fine. Oh, he just goes in. Uh, where'd you get that dress? I didn't <laughs> ask hell? that question. <laughs> I heard your tone. I was attempting to be fun and poignant. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> poignant. See, poignancy misses. I miss that completely. <laughs> right over my head. You're being poignant. Thanks for listening. Episode 53 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets is now in the can. We'll be back next Thursday, same bat time, same bat channel. Bye.